Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast, where we will be sharing all things motherhood, farming, faith, rural living, and so much more. So grab your favorite beverage of choice and come hang out with your two farm wife besties. We are so happy you are here with us. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast, episode 81, Spring Has Sprung. I'm glad you looked that up because I had no idea what number it was. I did as I was frantically trying to get into Zencaster to send you a link. I have to put in an, a title, which we don't have to actually use the title, but it makes it a lot easier, right? Um, right. And so episode 81. Here we are. Spring has sprung, except our spring is drunk and it doesn't know if it wants to be winter still or spring. Oh, I think you're going to be very relatable. I was surprised. We released our first planting dancing update, which it's at 0%, but again, it's April. It feels like we should be. We thought maybe we'd be planting today. And there are so many people who are actually getting snow, like a snowstorm today or tomorrow. I Well, on the news this morning, it was saying Missouri, Iowa, Illinois, oh, another state, I don't remember the other one, have well, severe- it's severe weather coming and I was just thinking we have terrible winds tomorrow and that's going to be super mm-hmm. great. It's 66 here right now for all you it's out there who 74 have 74 here today. That's summer yep. weather. <laughs> it's 73. That's same. It's gorgeous. Like I'm in a tank top and shorts sitting on my deck basking in the sun like a cat, like just letting it seep into my pores. Tomorrow we have a high of 81 then we're getting storms. So that's where we're at. Like 81, which is usually what happens in April. And then it's like tornado, hail, lightning. I know. We did get hail last week. I was on a women and ag panel last week with a gal from Nebraska. And I can't Mm -hmm. remember her exact town, but she was, we were talking about weather. And she said, literally every time it rains where they live, it comes with hail. And so she said, we are the Nebraska people that almost wish away our rain because they are vegetable growers. And so she said when vegetables take a hit for the hail, it's like done. You know, corn, it looks ugly. It can kind of come back. But I'm, I'm just thinking we're in, we're so close because we both pull water from the Ogallala Aquifer. And she must be like right under it. And we're at the very tail end of it. And it's just unreal. She's like, yeah, we irrigate everything and we just wish storms away. And I'm thinking... You know me. I'll take wish whatever. Them, wish like them last, here. Wish them yeah, here. Last year, we Bart said, if it even comes with hail, I don't care. Like well, for sure, anything, last year, your guys' crops were just total trash anyway. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, there, that is not new news to anyone. Oh, right. Um, I think you will be relatable for sure about the winter weather. Um, we had storms Friday, pretty gnarly storms come through. They were forecasting like a bunch of schools around here got out because the tornado threat at like leaving time for school was so high, um, which I thought that was kind of bananas. I never got out of school for a freaking storm. Let me be very clear about that. Like we maybe got out if there was a foot of snow on the ground or like there was substantial snow. Otherwise we did not get out. So I just thought that was totally bananas in the same breath. It did actually storm at closing time of work and school and stuff. Um, I had clients that day and we were just kind of watching the radar and it would get real black and then it would rain a little bit and lighten up and, um, we, I thought we scathed with nothing north of here in Hannibal, about 40 minutes, got tornado warnings and it went over into Illinois. And then south of here at like Silex, which again is about 40 minutes south of us, also got tornado warnings and some really nasty winds. But the worst thing that came out of this was like anywhere from golf ball to baseball size hail. And Ooh. that will 
that will f shit up. up pardon my language like that will ruin anything my neighbor was driving back about 15 minutes from here back home. And she texted me a picture and she was like, how's home? And I was like, well, I think it's fine. And she showed me a picture of her windshield and it looks like it just spider webbed her windshield and she was driving. Her daughter was in the car. She was absolutely terrified. Bless her and heart. And the worst part about that is when that hits that big of a radius, it takes forever to get anyone to fix anything. Correct. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. So I thought our house was fine. I, Jordan pulls in 20 minutes after me and he's like, well, you get new siding. The front was fine, which is where I looked at, but the west side of our siding is all trash. So we've got to get new siding on that. We've got a little bit of damage on one of our like Morton buildings, but overall super blessed. But it is just that time of year. Like I feel like April, May are our more severe weather. And then it gets a little bit less as the summer, as it fully heats up. Um, But the heat of summer, because I remember, I remember vividly every year, Wheat is like looking good, and then we call it the white combine comes before harvest. Oh, I hate storms. I love rain. Don't get me wrong, but I I am first of all terrified. For anyone that doesn't know this, fun fact: Whitney is truly terrified of tornadoes. I mean, I'm talking. I don't know if your guys's radio makes the same noise when there's a storm, but it has like this terrifying ringing noise. And when I was little, I would go to the basement regardless. I didn't care what the storm brought, but that noise on the radio triggered me and I would go to the basement. And I'm still the same way. I'm like, kids, let's go. Yeah. Downstairs. I used to be really scared of tornadoes too and storms in general. I'm much less so now. Um, But the bad thing is, is when it's the heat of the night, I mean, storms here, which is probably um, appropriate for everywhere, we get the worst of the worst at about 10 o'clock at night, like 10 to 12. And there's no and siren so, when you live in the country. No, we have no sirens. We do have like our local radio station provides or you can go get a weather station and stuff. We just don't or like want like an alert system. Mm-hmm. Um, I we saw my friends text me in town if the sirens ever go off, please. <laughs> right? Like I just need to know. I don't care. What's um, but I'm much less so now. But when it's like pitch black outside, that's when I'm a little more on edge of like, Can't do we go it. to the crawl space? Do we go to the like indoors? There's been a couple storms here in the last couple of years where we've brought the kids downstairs from upstairs, knowing that like we were, uh, you know, Safer powered out. There. We were literally watching the flashes of lightning to see if we could see the the tornado. And it ended up being 70 mile an hour straight line winds. Um, that was it, it was a storm carrying a tornado. Like this is the one that sticks out in my mind. And I was like, well. Jordan doesn't think that we should go to the basement ever, which our basement is a five foot crawl space. Like it's not a pleasant place to be. Um, I you don't guys know. don't really have basements there, though, right? No, we, have, we almost everyone has basements. I will oh. not live in a house without a basement. Hell yes, we have basements. Okay, well, there's. Um, the, I don't remember. Mine doesn't because to. it's so flat, and like our. I mean, you could like they went five feet. Why couldn't they have gone three more and made an actual basement? I don't know. It's a great question. Um, we didn't build oh. this house, but no, I told yeah, Jordan. Wasn't that nope. an older couple though? Maybe they just didn't need the space. I guess. I mean, again, five feet is great. It's not a two foot crawl space where we have to like shimmy under, but. Right. Okay. What are you guys doing on the farm? Anything? Ha. Okay. Farm Let me rephrase. Update. What are you doing on the farm? There is always yeah. something going on the farm. Farm update. Okay. Bart has been spraying like mad. It's hit. It's here. He's got thousands of acres under his belt. Goodbye. Um, we have, Yeah by myself lately um both of we so we have three full-time hired guys now we did end up hiring another guy yay um, good for you guys two of them have been trucking over the road they've been so busy with our trucks we last year they didn't do crap and then um the one guy dylan which if you've been here dylan was the one that got hurt 
in a car accident. He is back to work. Thank God we've missed him like crazy. Um, he's back and he is rebuilding his planter and then we'll start on the other one soon. We so when you guys, we didn't have time you, this winter to rebuild planters. There was too much happening. Yeah. Which is fun, which is not a bad thing. Let me rephrase. It's not fun. Right. It's just not a bad thing when they're so busy. Um, our farm mm-hmm. update. Sorry. Do you have more? No. And then our South African's supposed to be here yesterday, but that's not working out so well. So I have no like, idea what's up with like that. Like trouble or he's not. So what happened is, is H2A has a huge controversial thing going on with the Department of Labor. Basically, long story short, our administration is trying to push it away to where only Americans get hired. But you know how hard it is to hire Americans when there's nobody that wants to work. I have a lot to say about this. And I don't know that this is the right place, but like our borders are completely open and yet we don't like that. I'm actually like that doesn't make zero sense. No. And it's it's actually our agency is going into a lawsuit for it and they're like it's expensive. Like I'm talking up up to the hundred thousand dollars for this this attorney led thing to be happening. But anyway, they're, they have upped their prices for South African or anyone. It's Brazil, Mexico, South Africa, and there's one other one. I don't remember the other one, though. So this is really going to highly affect, like, vegetable farms, you know, when they have Absolutely. seasonal help come over because I've talked to several people. They've upped it. So we were paying 16 I'll say it. I mean, you can look it up. It's a thing. There's, like, states and what people pay. Right. Kansas is one of the higher ones. They're wanting us to pay twenty five fifty, And I'm like, that is unaffordable first of all americans don't get paid that i mean uh, hourly right it, yeah an hour and i'm like Jeez. so we got grandfathered in long story short we got grandfathered in because our application had already went through but the guy we're getting has never been to america before so he's struggling to get his first time visa so it's just all behind i'm sure he'll be here by may but it's just a if you're in the h2a world with hired workers it's a mess and i'm sorry you're going through it as well because it's so sad for first of all the farm families that need the help and second of all for the south africans that they're the hardest workers and the nicest people it's so awful yeah Ugh, dang it yeah um, but that's our update what's yours let much less sadness badness yeah. i don't know it's not really sad but I'm also outdoors today sitting at the porch and my mic keeps going red. Like, I'm not sure if it's picking up wind. So if so, we are very sorry. And by we, I mean, Kylie, I am very sorry that you're listening to the wind. Can you hear it? Yeah. And just every once in a while, but it's not bad. Okay. Sorry. It's very subtle. And I'm surprised it's making your microphone do that. My hair just like nicely blowing in the wind. You get to see that today. You just enjoy that. We'll, we'll listen. <laughs> Live vicariously through me. Mm-hmm. Um, our farm update, we, our wheat is growing, which is delightful to see. It got green before the grass. So they're kind of growing at the same rate, which means I need to mow my yard desperately. Um, but it's a little wet. We were going to start planting today, which is interesting because it doesn't feel like Jordan's been talking a lot about starting planting. And then like, yes, this weekend I had a, um, I volunteer for Missouri Common Ground and we had the wine trail where um, basically what it is, it's it's a volunteer group of women who are in agriculture and we go and at the wineries, they have a meat, a commodity pairing with a wine that would go good with that particular meat. And mine obviously is pork. There's a soybean farmer, there's a corn farmer, there's a rice farmer, there's an egg or there's an egg and then there's also a dairy like those are the commodities represented for Missouri agriculture and then we go stand with this last year it was a life-size cutout of Kylie or you know the people who are at the booth that was fun but 
This year it was like a, a standing thing. It was great. Cold, cold. It was so cold. Like two days ago, 50 mile an hour winds. It felt like 35 degrees. It was so cold in the morning. Um, so I volunteer for the Kansas Common Ground and we don't do anything like that. I would be very interested in talking more with you on that. See if I could present something like that. Right. And and every, in, like there, it's a national organization and then ours just partners with the Herman, they have this wine trail and it's called the Farmer's Wine Trail or whatever. Anyways, it's something specific to our area, but I know Kansas does a lot of other great things. Like every, every state does definitely their own, but yeah, I mean, I would be happy to connect you with whomever in Missouri. Um, so great organization, 10 out of 10, if you're in agriculture or you're looking to like get involved and just volunteer and even just grow your community a little bit, that would be a really great way. Your state likely has it. If it doesn't, um, I know like Minnesota does, I think Nebraska does, Iowa, Kansas, um, lots of opportunity to just reach out to consumers, but also just to grow your community within the ag world. So 10 out of 10 recommend that. Um, Did that. Then Jordan's like, we might go to the field. It was just all of a sudden I felt like, like I had babysitter lined up in case he was in the field, but you know, realistically April 1st, come on now, probably not. Right. Um, we, we tilled dirt yesterday and uh was supposed to go in today but we got a little pop-up storm right over the field that we had just uh tilled so i don't think he's in the field right now we also picked up pumping our own lagoon this year our own manure pits we did that anyways in our lagoons but then our sow unit is a 10 million gallon feces tank um the pit underneath the barn is 10 million gallons it's a big deal but we have unfortunately had purrs um, and we're just trying to mitigate risk of like someone else pumping it and potentially bringing in. We don't know that ours did or anything. It's just, again, another risk that we're trying to lessen. So we've been battling purrs. We just got purrs again in our, our finisher building. just a wild strain. It freaking sucks. Like all of our 4-H pigs just had purrs. It's so freaking exhausting. Um, we, <sighs> we normally have our pigs for a month and he kept them to make sure that they lived and luckily ours did but i mean he lost 20 percent of what he had already sold from it it's sad Mm -hmm. yeah and then as a sow unit it's like 10 times as worse because it's Mm -hmm. respiratory and reproductive and so so you have like lots of aborts and yeah and then feed costs are astronomically high like i looked at our pnl for february and i was like you know oh man i know it's so stressful (laughs) well for i mean farming so I have a hard time because the corn price is up, right? Yeah, great for us. But then our kids are in 4-H and I a bag of feed is 30 bucks and they go through a bag of feed a day. It's like, oh, thank God our corn prices are good for us if it'll grow. But our right. 4-H project might be a little more costly this year. Yeah, they'll have to pay Just a little bit more. Though. Yeah, we um, feed costs is feed costs are high. We go through lots of tons a day and um yeah, it's just exhausting. Purse is exhausting. I feel bad for my husband mostly because he's taking the the heavy side of the, you know, the brunt of it. But it's just farming's exhausting. Motherhood is exhausting. Life in general is exhausting. So I'm kind of at that stage of like very grateful that the Lord has given me sunshine and green grass and like got us like, out of winter. May the seasonal may the seasonal clouds like leave for a while and just give us like bright spots of everybody go outside, stop trashing the house, like. Woof. I, I'm actually really excited for planting season. It's never near as long as harvest. So planting with planting season comes green grass and, you know, warm weather. Uh, Being outside 
having your kids like be actually be tired for bedtime is so good night yeah so my kids are watching full house which i love because that's my favorite show and i was like stop stop we are watching stop first of all we started watching full house like two weeks ago what are the odds of that jordan started them on it we have hbo max is that what you're watching it on no we're watching on hulu um that's so bizarre we have binge watched it and my kids are obsessed with it also so we have two and i think they're on like season two which we have so much left (laughs) yeah we're out like jordan watched the first two seasons and then he made them skip to season five because they wanted to see michelle older um so so we were like seasons in the middle Oh, us too. Bodhi just asked last night, when does Michelle get bigger and start saying, you got it, dude? <laughs> I said, it's going to be a while. She's a baby still. You got um, a minute. Yeah. In the o- older seasons, funny. they start to kiss and stuff. And my kids are like, ew, that's gross. So this all started because my kids started Fuller House, which is like when DJ and Stephanie are older. Yeah. And, okay. First of all, I have to warn because there's so much kissing in that. And I was actually a little bit appalled. So they watched some of that. And I said, why don't we watch Full House? I don't remember as much kissing in Full House. And there really is not compared to Fuller House. Well, especially at the beginning seasons, like so much yeah. less. Yes. So, and my kids are the same way. Oh, close your eyes. So we're <laughs> on Full House. It's good. But last night, I looked over and it was like 7.45. Leighton was asleep on the couch. Bodie's eyes were very heavy and Rowdy was yawning. And I'm just thinking, praise the Lord that we were outside all day and they're tired for bed. I don't have to convince them to go to bed. It's lovely. It's lovely. Okay, we're just so trying- I, we don't no, have I- a plan for the podcast, right? No, not specifically, but I want to say one more thing. Okay. Look at us being positive about the springtime. Sometimes yes. we're kind of negative. Like, look at us. And it may change, Okay. Okay, yeah. Next time we'll be a bit pissy, but <clears throat> so on this women and ag panel I did for V, one of the questions to us there was five panelists. I'm sorry, I have like allergies. <clears throat> one of the questions was, um, how do you manage your career, personal life, and passions? Is there such thing as balance? And I want to hear your answer. <laughs> um, that's interesting. I actually think the word balance is very tricky and not realistic so no i don't think there's balance i think i think it's triggering too i think i think it's this false idea that we can do it all it's like if we do this or if we don't do this or if we get a little more here and a little more here and we can again balance the scale that somehow all of a sudden everything gets easier and that's just not true and i I listened to a jenna kutcher podcast so i can't claim this as authentic material but um, I mean, whatever. I, what any what is authentic with me? I mean, I probably listened to it on a podcast or read it in a book. Um, but she said it's integration, and I that really stuck with stuck with me because balance is such this false sense of hope that if again we do one more thing or one less thing or we clear something out of our schedule that all of a sudden life is going to get easier or happier or all of a sudden um, like this, you know, ma- magic wand has been waved and something makes again, life easier. We all just want life to be easier, but right. life is hard for the fact of matter. And the older our kids get and the more we get involved, we do have to drop some balls in some areas and pick up some in others. <clears throat> and as the farm grows and whatever your responsibility looks like for that. But what I would say is there can be a happy integration of lots of things in your life Um, and we also just have to understand that maybe we can't do it all ourselves and we have to let go of this expectation. Wow. I'm skipping you a lecture. Um, we have to let go of this expectation of perfection. And, um, I think every every woman's answer was expectation. Yeah. Uh, 
you put out, you put out like, I'm going to balance my life. Well, you're instantly setting an unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. and those unrealistic expectations leads to disappointment. Right. And so then the question, the question I asked back was what is balance? Yeah. Does anyone have an actual definition? And I think when you think of balance, it makes you feel like you're failing because you actually think that all these other women are quote unquote balancing it, but they're not. Every, okay, here. every woman is falling short. Balance is an even distribution of weight enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady, um, or it's a condition in which different elements are equal or in correct proportions. There's no balance There's, in life. That's not realistic. It's no, just it's not, not realistic. And if I've learned anything in the last three years of like self-growth, three years ago, Kylie is so different from two years ago. Kylie is so different from one year ago to six months ago. Like, gosh, dang, I am so proud of the self, you know, the self-awareness journey that I've been on, but expectations will freaking wreck your world. Right. Period. So if you're in a quote, expectations are the root of all heartache, a root of all evil, anything. I mean, any negative word, I feel like it's, it's like, even going on family vacations, my expectations become, I, I, first of all, I try not to have any, um, with certain reason, like that sounds so cold, like, oh, you're going to go on vacation and you don't expect to have fun. Well, sure. I expect to have fun and enjoy it, there's but I don't expect it to go perfectly. Like yeah. there's going to be, if there's going to be sticky spots and there's going to be hard things or, you know, planting, we're going into a season where we can expect so little. Um, it's planting season. What well, we can expect to have dinner at six o'clock, but is that realistic? We no. can expect to go to a wedding in May, but is that realistic? No, no, it's not. And so we just have to be open-minded and say, we might be there and know that if we're not, it is what it is. And if we are, it is what it is. And again, yeah. it's okay to be disappointed. Like that's a real emotion and that's a real feeling to be disappointed for whatever reason, but just understand that we can manage a lot of that mm-hmm. with- yeah. And your, your quote unquote, I hate the word balance even like I heard Jenna call it blend. It's all a blend. You blend it all. And then whatever, some things may take precedent one day and the next, it may be one day your passion and one day it may be your business or one day motherhood. Huh? Maybe the word was blend. I'm sure it's the same thing. I'm I'm sure we text each other the episode and was like, you should listen to this. She had a post Um, really good too. Hashtag not sponsored by Jenna Kutcher, but, right. but we would we're be open, if we're open. We're open to that. Um, um, one day motherhood may be where you're like having to be so present one day and the yeah. next day it may be your passion. And I think this is going to sound worse than I'm actually meaning it to sound, but motherhood is something that doesn't really gratify a lot in a success sense. So I find it hard when one day my passion and I'm so fiery about how good I feel in my passion. And then when motherhood takes precedence the next day, it's hard for me to find the blend of, hey, this is big too. This is like a big thing, even though it's different than what yesterday was. Yeah. And I'm proud of you for even like saying it out loud, just because it is kind of an ugly feeling to be like, my kids don't make me that happy. That's not what you said. But like right. serving my family uh, is less of an excitement factor than following your passion. Right. And our passions are raising uh beautiful, well, beautiful is like a not a good word to use. Uh, our passions are raising like intelligent, responsible, morally driven, like hardworking individuals that will go into this world and create goodness. That is our like that sometimes, is our passion. But we can that is the hardest thing ever. 
it is the hardest thing ever. It's the hardest job. And sometimes it's hard to do both. And I think what you're saying is really relevant to entrepreneurs. I think it's relevant to everyone. You could have a nine to five and still feel like that might make you like not more happy, but you know, more like sparked or whatever that looks like. Um, that's an okay feeling, but I think as entrepreneurs, when we're kind of surrounded and have no boundaries currently of work versus family time, which I'm actively trying to work on, um, it is easier for me to be like, I'm pushing and giving my all to grow something that literally lights me up inside. And I do absolutely want to, and give my family all of me. Um, and so how do we integrate both of those things to be able to have both? Cause there is a way to have your cake and eat it too in that situation, in my opinion. There is. And I think Jen Stutzman, she reminds me of it all the time. She just said, there's beauty in the mundane. Even even when you're in the fiery pits of a bad day in motherhood, you're still doing something for a greater good. And so one of my goals as a mom was from Cultivating Courage was to do better at making supper for my family because I have struggled in the last year with having supper prepared or like being ready. And so the other night I worked hard on supper and none of my children liked it. None of them ate it. They fought with me the entire time and I was just exhausted. I was done. I'm like, I worked really hard on this. And that was one of those things where I'm like, motherhood sometimes does not have successes and it's hard to have that feeling, but they still went to bed. They still loved me. I still loved them, but it was just one of those things. I felt like a failure because nobody ate it. And that's the dumbest feeling, but that's real. I never feel like a failure. I just feel ragey. Yeah, I happens. feel pissed off, but I felt like so I failed. Like, angry. Why? Why do me and your dad like it? But which correct? And that's, that's another not, story like, for another day. With you. That's not a personal thing. I'll come eat your food, okay? Can you send it nine hours east, and I'll eat your food, and I'll do the same. You can eat my food, and our kids will just eat freaking peanut butter and jelly, except for yours because you don't have peanut butter in your house. Um, they'll eat hot dogs or whatever that is. Because it's exhausting. It. Honestly, just feed, yeah, feeding them. Today we have baseball starting and I have to make supper and have it ready like for this very short period of time that we're home. And I'm just thinking like, what am I going to fix that everyone eats and I don't have to fight? And so our meals, here's let's do a meal tip trick here. Like we'll list off five meals that my kids usually eat. Spaghetti, tacos, juicy burgers, which is like a major I eat. It's got ketchup, mustard. Like it's like a mixture of barbecue oh, sauce and it's still, it's delightful. We call it juicy burgers. Yeah. It's my Missourian thing. Um, pork burgers. And then it's a mixture of like some kind of meat. Like one day everybody will eat steak. The next day it's the worst thing on the face of the earth. Uh, we we'll, Almost everybody will eat our breakfast meal. And we usually fix like a variety of things to cover the, to cover the crowd. Like Reese likes eggs. Rhett likes cinnamon rolls. Rowan likes eggs and cinnamon rolls and I like eggs and bacon and potatoes. So we just have this like smorgasbord of breakfast food. You just named all of ours except my kids won't eat spaghetti. They don't like noodles. So no macaroni and cheese or anything? Okay, Leighton will eat macaroni and cheese, but she's the only one. What? Your kids are weird. Weird, right? I know. But my kids eat weird things. Like we go right now, it's Fridays, it's during Lent, which we don't get it this Friday and I'm sad because it's Good Friday, but we have a local church that will do these beautiful, all you can eat catfish, potatoes, and then they make these big jumbo fried shrimp. Yum. Oh my gosh, they are really good. And our kids adore them. Like we go for that for fried shrimp. You're telling me that they won't eat 
a pork chop with fat on it, but they will eat fried shrimp. Fat is such an argument at our house. Oh, me too. Reese Brody loves fat. Sit there and analyze a piece of steak. That's fat. That's fat. Brett, and I'm like, won't, Brett won't eat it. That. Brett will not <laughs> eat it. If he puts it in his mouth and it has any any like chewable piece that he feels like fat, he spits it back out. It's a texture thing. He's like, I'm not going to eat that. Like, oh, I want all the fat. I'll take all your Me fat. Too. I'll eat the fat off yours. The and then- best tasting part of the entire piece of pork is it the is. fat part. Mm. Okay, now I'm hungry. Is it lunchtime? Also, we do a lot of chicken nuggets, hot dogs. Corn oh, dogs. my kids don't love air fryer. I'll air fryer some chicken nuggets, and I'm over here like hamming on them. They're delicious. And my kids are like, I just don't like chicken nuggets anymore. Turds. Our Dairy Queen is our go-to, and we could do frozen pizza. Like those are all really easy, and will become staples in our field meal rotation. Is our fast food options here in town? But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I've got today, or my my meat layout for this week is burger for we're doing spaghetti tonight that we'll have leftovers. Um, I've got beef steaks out. I've got sausage out. And there was something else. Oh, like a pork roast. Have you ever made a good pork roast? Yeah, yum. In the crock pot. What do you put I, on I, it? Send me kid, that recipe. My kids will eat that kind of stuff too. But then it's like, I love spaghetti. Bart hates spaghetti, so we actually never eat spaghetti here, which is very sad for me. Well, you deserve to have spaghetti at some point. So I know somebody make me some spaghetti. Make yourself an individual pot that you can have leftover for lunch. Like, for like Alfredo. Week. I am such a carb junkie, but none of my family like that. I love a good pasta dish. Yeah, sames. Okay, so can you please send me that pork recipe? Thanks, because I actually need to make that this week. Sure can. Okay, good. By Wednesday. Thanks. Mm, yep, I can do that. <laughs> okay, I don't have anything else. Do you? I mean, we kind of talked about planting. We kind of were excited. Like, it's just a happy day. Um, we're positive today. We're, we're always pretty off. positive. We always oh. put a positive spin on things. Oh, yeah. Let's get off. I got to go watch for the bus. Okay. You want to give a quote? Are you looking? Mm, yeah, I'm looking. Okay. Life is hard, but having a little grace with yourself and those around you can go a long way. I love you. Thanks for oh. listening. See ya. Later. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. You can follow us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at Kylie Epperson underscore. Be sure to follow or subscribe to Midwest Farm Wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in each day. Stay grateful, friends.